Hello, everyone. This is the Manly Things Podcast, and my name is Andrew Ross. And this is Justin Bush. Thanks for listening in to episode five. I'm glad you keep track of that. Now, when he first started to say episode whatever, I'm like, I have no idea what episode we're on right I was now. counting my fingers as I was doing it. I was thinking, <laughs> one, two, three, four. I was like, I'm going to pull, pull the app up to see what, what episode we're on. Five episodes doesn't seem like it's been that many so far. No, it doesn't. But at the same time, I feel like it isn't very many. That's true. So we've got a long way to go. <laughs> uh, how many episodes do you think should be in a season? Like if we did seasons of podcasts, how many episodes is in a season? If we call a season a year, then we will have 26. Wait, wait. are you doing the math correct? Yes. Okay. Because we do one every other week, <laughs> 52 weeks in a year. Okay. Divided by two. There you go. That's why I, I am not doing anything with math. That's why you're a pastor. <laughs> that's why I'm a pastor. <laughs> Just stick to my Bible studies and that's it, man. So, Justin, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Finally got some good weather here in the beautiful state of Ohio. All of the snow is finally gone except for the big nasty piles of dirt in the grocery lot, yes. par- parking lots, yes. whatnot. Yes, and that... that we had some good weather. We've gotten some sunshine. It's gotten up into the 50s. It's been nice. And we've had that snow. And it's just been building on top of snow, on top of snow now. It was over a month, like well over a month that we didn't have snow on the ground. And it was just kept building and building. And, uh, you know, we, we bought that new house that has a pool. And this was like the first time finally I was able to like pump water off the top of it because it just kept building ice and snow on top of the pool. And the whole time I'm freaking out because I've never had a pool. Like what if this thing just collapses with the ice and the snow? So it finally melted. I was finally able to pump some off. And uh, it's actually feeling like water underneath because at first like I went to push the pump down on the top of the cover and it was like a solid block of ice like the pool. So no more worrying. (laughs) There you go. Now you can finally start to enjoy all of the things with having a pool. I've heard that, you know, people who say they have pools, some people love it. Some people love the whole pool process. Yeah. They love all the things you have to do to a pool. Yeah. I want to jump in it. Like that's <laughs> the extent that I want to have with a relationship with a pool. Well, here's so far my experience as a pool owner. We bought the house in September. Well, we moved in in September. So I jumped in it once and it was like 60 degrees. So it was very cold. And so we, we moved in, we immediately closed it down and it's work year round. It's not just during the summer. When it rains, you're out there pumping water off the cover. When it's, when it's snowing, I'm trying to get some snow off. Um, but I am kind of one of those people like I, I, I say it like I don't like it, but I feel like I will like taking care of the pool. Like, I think that's kind of like my thing when I have something to take care of like that. I like just going to like, it's something for me to get out of the house, right? It's like, <laughs> sure Sam, I got to go take care of the pool. I'm sure your wife's <laughs> going to love hearing this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Anytime. Hey, hey, can you empty the dishwasher? Oh, you know what? I got to get out there to the pool. <laughs> uh, we'll revisit this conversation in a few months and see if you still have the same thoughts. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see once we open up, but... We are excited to finally get to use it because, you know. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll be coming over, and we'll be coming over to swim, and we're also going to be coming over, and you're going to be doing some barbecue 
at your place now. That's right. I just got... I think we should just be the Kettle Brothers. Maybe. Because you got the kettle, and we did some stuff on yours. You know, we'll talk about that. We've talked about that. And I was doing a lot of research and knowing I was wanting to get a different grill, particularly for smoking, you know, doing some longer cooks, ribs, pork. Um, and when I really started thinking about it, I'm like, how often am I going to do a brisket? Maybe like once every two years. It's just, I'm not going to go spend a hundred dollars on a brisket for Sam and Judah and I, it's just not going to happen. Right. How often am I going to do a pork shoulder? Maybe like once or twice a year. And that's, that's a cook the kettle can handle. Um, but you know what the cooks that I'm going to do a lot more is like the chicken wings, the uh, the ribs and you know burgers and different things like that. That that kettle will shine, um, but also to have the gas grill there too. I still have the gas grill. So ultimately, I just came down. I was like, you know what, spending six to seven hundred dollars on a smoker just doesn't make sense when I can get this kettle that actually I like the charcoal. I can do all the cooks. You know, ninety nine percent of the cooks I want to do, I can do on a kettle. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. I know I've learned a lot already, a lot of things not to do, um, and some things that I'm going to do more of. So it's fun. It's definitely fun. I say you did some ribs. Yeah, that kind of failed a little bit. That was operator error. <laughs> well, tell us why do you think it failed? Well, they definitely failed because I did not <clears throat> keep any constant temperatures. What were I, you shooting for? I was trying to stay right around 250. So I don't have a great thermometer. So the thermometer I'm using is the one on top of the lid of the kettle. And when you set that up, your thermometer actually sits over top of your coals. So you're not really getting an accurate temperature of what your cooking temp is on the mm -hmm. other side of the grill where your air vent is. So I guesstimate um, where 250 is. Yeah. And I wasn't right, and I wasn't watching it, and it spiked, got up to like 450. I don't know how long it was at 450. Um, it was just inconsistent. I mean, there were parts of the ribs that were decent. Yeah. I wasn't mad about it. Um, I ate them all. <laughs> I didn't throw anything away. Like it, it wasn't bad. Enough. It wasn't horrible, horrible, but it wasn't. It was smoked meat with barbecue sauce on it. That's good enough. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I would have been mad if I would have paid money, like high dollar money at a restaurant for them. Yeah. I mean, because most time, a uh, full rack of ribs, I mean, the cheapest I ever seen a full rack of ribs is like $20, $25. So. These were on sale. Kroger, buy one, get one free. Boom. Two racks of ribs for 15 bucks. There you go. I'll take that deal. Yes. $8 a rack of ribs. Can't beat it, man. But it's one of those things, I mean, honestly, barbecuing, um, it's just one of those things you just got to learn. And we're both in that, learning it, um, especially when you have a new grill, figuring out how to set the temps. And so, yeah, it's a process. Yeah, we did some wings the other night. We had <clears throat> kind of a guy's night. Uh, both of our wives went out. Wait, both of our wives, Clarissa and Clarissa Samantha. Clarissa and Samantha, that's right. <laughs> got to be sure we drop those names so everyone knows. How much we love our wives <laughs> and want everyone to know. We'll scream it from a mountaintop. Now all five of our listeners know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But they went to a bachelorette party in Columbus. And so that left Andrew and I to take care of the boys and to have the opportunity to have what 
in our mind probably was going to be a pretty chill night. Uh, grill some snake steaks. <laughs> snakes. Snakes. <laughs> Real manly. We went outside. We found the snakes. <laughs> oh, I, can't. I, I had like so many things run through my mind of what I thought would be clever to say. I didn't say them. So then we had that awkward silence. Sorry about that. <laughs> so anyway, we grilled some steaks. Uh, ended up doing um, cast iron on the stove because of time constraints, more or less. Yeah. And uh, we had the wings out on the grill. Yep. And we did some wings out on the Weber <clears throat> kettle. And with that, we used the Vortex, um, which is where you... It's kind of like a cone-shaped device that sits in, in the bottom of your grill. And you dump a bunch of coals in them, light it, get it hot. Um, and it just centers that fire, that heat, right in the center goes up, hits the top of your kettle, radiates around, and temperature of that kettle will get up to six, 600, mm -hmm. 650. Um, and then you cook at that temperature 25 to 35 to 40, just depending on how you want your chicken, what size of wings you have, right. um, and does that temperature remain constant. Yeah. So, But that those turned out pretty good. They were excellent, actually. Those wings were awesome, and we used meat church seasonings on them that's um, right you actually seasoned them so tell us what you put on them so i put voodoo holy voodoo on a good set that's kind of like a sweet yeah but a heat to it as yeah. well um probably my favorite seasoning mm -hmm. uh, probably my number two favorite seasoning though that's become is the holy gospel and now this is kind of like a all-purpose mixed with like a peppery um, as well. Yep. So the Holy Gospel, actually, I'm getting really nerdy right here, okay? <laughs> so bear with me, everyone. Just so you know, if you go to buy meat church seasoning, this is what you do. You can buy the Gospel, and you can buy Holy Cow. Yeah. And you mix them together, and you get the Holy Gospel. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. Okay? So we use the Holy Gospel, and then on a few other ones... I thought we used honey hog. I think I did put honey hog on some. Um, man, I put the barbecue rub, mm -hmm. uh, Malcolm Reed's killer hogs, the barbecue rub. You can actually buy that at Walmart. Yeah. Uh, really good stuff. Yeah. And put that on some. So we did a little bit of everything. Yeah. And it was good. It was a good night. Um, <laughs> the... If the wives were there, things would have probably looked differently, played out differently. But our meal was steak and wings. No salads. No vegetables. No sides. Because no. we talked about this. Because I even, I was joking with Sam about this, that when I was, you know, before we got married and I was a, a bivocational youth pastor in Maysville living on my own, she always thought it was weird when she'd come over, like my meal, I would just like make myself a burger or a steak. I mean, just like, just something like that and just eat it. Or like... Just make myself a sandwich, sit down with a sandwich and eat it. She's like, that's not a meal. I'm like, it is. And so we were talking about this the other night because <laughs> I'm just so accustomed to now I got to have sides. Because when you said, let's do steak, I'm like, do you want me to bring anything? And you're like, I'm good with just steak. And like, I am too. Yeah. My wife, on the other hand, uh, I say, hey, let's grill steaks. Okay, what are we? What potato are we going to have? What vegetable are we going to have? Should we do a salad? Should we do all these other things? And That's Clarissa through and through. She always gets so upset with me. I'll be like, I'm cooking tonight. And she'll be like, okay. And I'll make a protein. 
And she'll be like, okay, so what are we having with it? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, this is what I'm eating. <laughs> I don't need anything else. Like, I did that long ago. I was like, hey, I really like sub sandwiches. Like, I love Italian subs. And so I found, like, I was, I got these, like, sub loaf breads and salami and pepperoni and stuff and put them in the oven, you know, had the banana peppers and some stuff to put on it. And Sam was like, well, what else are we going to eat? I was like, uh, I think there's some chips in the pantry. We can have chips with it. That's my, that's my go-to. <laughs> immediately, well. immediately just like, I think she pulled out like some frozen vegetables and warmed those up. Because, you know, you have to have a complete meal. Well, we gave the boys healthy meals. They yes. had they had sides. They had some fruits. I don't remember if they had vegetables or not. Probably not. No vegetables. Fruits. They had fruit. I think they had hot fruit dogs. protein, yeah. Some hot strawberries. Dogs. Yeah. Goldfish. Goldfish. <laughs> Dinner <laughs> of some champions coming. Well, tell, let's talk about the cast iron skill a little bit, or our, our, <laughs> our steak uh, process. So we'll see. Justin pulls out a cast iron skillet he's never used. Nope, never used it. Been sitting in my uh, cupboard for a while now. I've always been too nervous to use it. I'm. I don't know why. I guess I don't want to clean it. Everyone talks about, you know, how you clean it, whatnot. It's super simple, but. I just made it a bigger deal than it was. Well, I was right there with you until we started using it because I was always like, I don't want to ruin this. And then what happens? Well, we did ruin one, but you know what you do? I just realized you just scrape off the rust or whatever, accumulate, scrape it off, reseason it, and you're good. And so we've been using ours quite a bit, but I, I'm, I get that because I was the same way that I was like nervous to use it. So it got really hot. And I always do this when I cook a steak, but with this cast iron, it got super hot. And I threw butter down on that hot skillet. A lot of butter. Yep, a lot of butter. Slap that steak on top of there. And man, the steam, the smoke coming off of that was... (laughs) I don't know if there was steam. It was a lot of smoke. I'm going to call it steam for the sake of... (laughs) Not wanting to frustrate anyone else who lives in my home. <laughs> but uh, there was a lot of steam coming off of the skillet. And it was filling the air. So we opened some doors. And my oldest, Jet, he just keeps saying, Close the door. Close the door. Close the door. And I'm like, mm. I can't right now because it's steamy in here. And to, his, to hit Jet's offense, it was cold outside it was it was cold outside (laughs) but we couldn't just leave it inside because all the smoke detectors would have probably went off and then that would have been super annoying and then they would have flipped out and yeah Yeah. it would have been a thing Uh, and i'm not exaggerating when i say that he probably said close the door 50 times in the matter of two minutes oh yeah for sure for sure once he has something in his mind buddy he's gonna make it happen it was a good night, though. Good food. The steaks were good. We got it from a local meat place here, Smith Heisler's. Yep. That's where we also got the wings. The wings were nice, big, fat wings, and they were it was delicious. Great. So before we get into our main topic, I have one more thing I want to mention. I said I was going to mention it uh, more or less to myself. I posted something about it on Instagram, on my personal Instagram, on this person's page. Or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big social media dude. But are you familiar with Tim Kennedy? No. Okay. So Tim Kennedy, he is a um, gentleman who is, I believe, still currently in the Special Forces. Um, has 
uh, fought in the UFC, um, been very successful, um, has developed and runs his own like uh, self-defense um, training facilities, and he lives in Texas. He's like the epitome of manly things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he is someone who social media, I don't mean to get political, but this does bug me. Okay. So Tim Kennedy, very high profile name, like many people <clears throat> in the outdoor world, the self-defense world, the UFC sports, military, you know, he's a well-known person. Yes. You type, if you've never looked him up before, and if you type Tim Kennedy into your search bar on Instagram, he does not even pop up. So Instagram is pretty much, they're, they're not, you know, shutting him down, so to speak. Right. But his the algorithms <laughs> are keeping people from seeing him and the content that he's putting out. Because it's manly. Things. Because it is well, it's it's pro Second Amendment. Yeah. It's pro um, take care of your family. Yeah. It's pro. Um, I would say it's more of a conser- He's he's a conservative. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure he would he would tell you that, but he's also a guy that fights and puts his life on the line for uh, anyone. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy who's not doing anything you know, crazy. He's not, you know, doing Trump tweets or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing crazy, but they are holding him back. So I tested it actually on our Instagram, the manly things podcast to see if this was in fact true, because if you're already following him and you type it in because you're friends with him, it will show up. Right. And it did exactly what he said it would do. He did not even show up. And he's probably someone who has a lot of followers. Oh, yeah, that absolutely. With that name, is probably the most popular person with that name on Instagram. Yep. And even if you type in his exact username, which is Tim Kennedy MMA, yeah, he was still the fourth option. <laughs> he was still the fourth option. Oh. Now, tell me that people aren't trying. People don't have an agenda. Well, they obviously do. I mean... I'm sorry. That's my that's <laughs> that's just my political um, raz for the night. I won't do it anymore. We'll stay away from politics. It's, it's good. It's good, um, man. I mean, because it, it it does bring the light that the, some of the censorship that's happening, um, no matter where you fall, should be somewhat um, alerting. Yeah. Um, it just should. Yeah. That I mean, if you're a certain person who likes a certain thing or likes a certain you know, political figure, or even with just this guy, and likes to shoot guns, uh, is an MMA. That's not what they want. They they want the opposite of that, and so you're not going to be able to see it. I mean, even like on YouTube, I watched this guy named Demolition Ranch. Have you ever heard of him? I don't think so. Okay, so he's a veterinarian. Like he's a vet, but he lives down in Texas. Awesome guy. Owns this ranch, and all he does is shoot guns. Like a lot of guns and um about two well three four years ago they started making to where he can't make money off of his channels because the guns and if you look them up 
his channel you can't find it so it's a very similar thing and it's across all these social media platforms that uh, very specific things are getting not censored but not promoted <laughs> yeah or not or making it not easy to um, make a living off of these things just as easy as some other people are but yeah it is it's frustrating for me especially when it's people who i enjoy the content that they're putting out and think that many other people could benefit from it um not saying that you've got to be one way or the other completely whichever side of the spectrum you you sit on but i like to have all of the knowledge available to me to form my own opinion yeah and that's where i stand on that <laughs> all right man well i think it's time to get to our topic of the night what do you say I think we should get into it. It is time for our Manly Things topic. There, <laughs> I like that. The Manly Things topic. So tonight, we decided we're going to be talking about <clears throat> a little something different than what we've talked about before, but something we both love and people around the world love. I would probably go to say, I haven't even looked it up, but I'd go to say it's probably the most popular drink in the world. Would you think that if, if about this? Probably so. <laughs> Okay, tonight we are talking about coffee. The cup of joe. <laughs> the old cup of joe. So we decided, let's talk about coffee. We both like coffee. Uh, we both make it different ways. Um, and who doesn't like coffee? It's a great way to start your day. Well, a lot of people don't like coffee. That's true. And you know what, though? They're missing out. They just don't know what it is. And it's kind of in a custom taste, too, though, right? Yeah, well, when I was a kid, first time I tried it, I hated it. Oh, me too. Yeah. I hated it. You know, I actually started to get accustomed to it in college. I started to drink coffee. Of mm -hmm. course, it was lots of cream, lots of sugar. And then I worked um, with my uncle doing masonry, working for him and his, his company. And it was coffee every single morning with the guys. Yeah. All the guys that worked for him, everyone got the morning coffee. And it was still, you know, lots of cream, lots of sugar. <laughs> You know, Maxwell House, whatever the gas station coffee in, in the little whipped town cream was. on top of it, please? No, no whipped cream. No <laughs> but it was that. And it, it wasn't until probably the last five years or so that I really started to appreciate the taste of the coffee. Yeah. I'm, I sound like a connoisseur. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not super well-versed in any of this. But... <laughs> I started to really enjoy, you know, I just drink my coffee black now. Yep. Yeah, I do too. Um, and just fun fact, here where I work at New Life, I am the only full-time staff person that likes coffee. Out of the seven full life staff, New Life's full-time staff people here, only one. <clears throat> so we do have a Keurig, and I'm literally the only one who uses it. So I come in every morning, say hi to a lady up front. Her name's Stacy. I put myself in the back go right up there and immediately making coffee. And they all like, the thing is like, they like the smell of it, but literally only one here that actually likes it. So the reason Andrew and I decided to even talk about this tonight is actually before we even decided to do the podcast, we were kind of just bouncing ideas, talking about what would we talk about if we were doing a podcast? I don't even know if this was the conversation. We were just talking about what did you get for Christmas, Andrew? And Andrew goes, I got some stuff to make coffee. And I'm like, oh, so did I. <laughs> so what is yours? You're at home. It's a Saturday morning. 
Yeah. Or early morning. I don't know when your coffee time is. What's mm-hmm. your schedule? Your morning routine look like? Yeah. But what does that look like for you when you do like the perfect cup of coffee for you? Yes. Well, first of all, love coffee. Um, I drink it black 99% of the time. If I drive through somewhere, I may ask for cream or sugar, like Dunkin' or something like that. I'll get a hot coffee with cream or sugar. Um, I don't drink tons of it during the day. I drink it twice. I drink it once in the morning and then once around a little bit after lunch just to keep the day going. If I'm back writing a sermon or doing something like that, get another cup of coffee. But for me, the perfect thing is actually what we got for Christmas is the pour over system. Okay. If you don't have the pour over system, it, it's a it's a glass, uh, kind of like two bits. It's a glass ball on the bottom that funnels up, and you put the basket on top, and it's like a funnel. And in the basket, you put the coffee. You just get yourself some hot water and literally pour it over the coffee, and it goes down into the bottom. Um, and there's something about it that makes it like there's no bitterness at all. Like Sam's never had it. And when we got it for Christmas, the first time I made it, she was like perplexed that how different it was. Cause I mean, generally your coffee makers, the same thing, right? Coffee's in a, a basket, water goes over it and it funnels down to the, uh, <clears throat> whatever, what do they call it? The craft, the pour over is the same thing, but completely different, not bitter, super smooth. And in fact, it has about twice the amount of caffeine than if you were to use just a regular coffee machine. So for me, it's getting that pour over going, getting the water boiling, pouring it over the the grounds and seeing it going down there and just let it sit there for a bit while it drips and then get myself a big cup in the morning and drink that, get everything moving and going. There you go. What kind of coffee do you like to drink? Do you have a particular brand? Yes. What kind of roast? <clears throat> so, um, what we do at our house, just, you know, normal is my favorite go-to when I pick out coffee is I get chock full of nuts. I don't know if you've ever heard of that brand, but it comes in that. It's a great, I mean, you can get it at Walmart, Kroger's, whatever. It's like this a little bit more than probably the, just the average, but it's really smooth. It's a medium roast. Um, I like that medium roast just to drink black coffee. I do like dark roast a lot. Um, but it's gotta be a certain kind of dark roast. Okay. There we go. (laughs) There we go. I'm, I like the dark roast. Yeah. So for me, what I actually got for Christmas is I got a coffee grinder and a French press. So when you do the French press, you want coarser coffee grounds because you're pushing down uh, there's filters you know pushing that Mm -hmm. water through and if those grounds are too fine then it's going to get caught up in your filter and it's not going to allow you to push that um, filter all the way down so i've been grinding my own coffee started doing this getting whole bean and doing the french press and i usually do it about every morning now because i got an electric coffee grinder I've been doing like my coffee grinding in batches. So yeah. I'll do like a week's worth <clears throat> yep. of coffee. I'll grind it, put it in like an airtight contain- container, canister, and then, you know, just pull from there as I go. So that is kind of like my morning routine. And the reason I wanted to do the French press, the reason I wanted to do the 
grind my own coffees. I've been working from home since <laughs> October. Yeah. And you don't realize how much, for me in particular, how much I need to actually do something physical. You know, I'm not getting, it's, you know, could Routines. work out. There needs to be a routine of some sort. And this helps me get into a routine. Mm -hmm. I'm better because I grind my coffee. I actually boil water separately. I yeah. clean it all up when I'm done. I get it poured. I pour, um, I do a full thing. It's like 32 ounces is, is the press. Yeah. And I fill that up every morning. So I drink <clears throat> 32 ounces of coffee every morning. <laughs> so I will pour my cup first. And then after that, I will pour the rest into like a thermos type Arctic Yeti. It's not Yeti, an Arctic cup Yeah. Uh, with a lid. And it keeps it hot for the rest of my morning. The Walmart brand Ozark Trail. <laughs> hey, whatever works. They all work the same. They do. It's, it's whatever. They do. So that's kind of been my thing, and I prefer that dark roast. However, I've been trying a bunch of different types. Yeah. And in particular, I've been caught on and have bought into and like the mission and how the proceeds go to veterans, police, firefighters, EMTs, organizations, and that is Black Rifle Coffee Company. Yep. And so I've been um, supporting them, drinking their coffee here recently. And two, the two that I got for Christmas uh, is Just Black, which is kind of their uh, main frame, medium roast. Can't really go wrong with it if you just like a medium roast coffee. Yep. And then the next one I got was Beyond Black, mm -hmm. which was the dark roast. And you definitely can tell a considerable difference between the two. Oh, yeah. And I like them both. But there's something about that dark roast that really makes me feel like, I don't know. A man. I'm growing some hair on my chest or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it it's better to me. Dark roast to me done right is my favorite. In fact, Black Rifle uh, Coffee, when I lived down in Ashland, there was a, a, a gun shop there. And in fact, to show you how eastern Kentucky Ashland is, is that gun shop opened up in the mall, <laughs> but they didn't there sell you guns. Go. You weren't allowed to sell guns. So they sold like black rifle coffee and it was right there where the, um, all the, what do they call it? Where the food is food court, food court. Thank you. It's right there in the food court. And there was, um, this mess hall in Eastern <laughs> the, Kentucky. The mess hall. <laughs> uh, yeah. I start talking like this real quick. Um, and then, but they had the gun shop right there. And so they sold black rifle coffee and they would put out this big stand that had a bunch of their coffee. They would brew it and put it in those big pumps that you can go over and like sample and even just pay a dollar to get a cup of coffee when you're at the mall. And it was all Black Rifle. And their strongest blend was, was Black Beard's Revenge. Have you ever had that one? Yeah, Black Beard's Delight. Black Delight. Beard's Delight. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Black, have you had that one? That's the, the one of the darkest now. Yep. It is super dark. Yep. They have that. And there's, I think, one higher than that now. And it's called Murdered Out. I haven't tried that one yet. Murdered Out. But yeah, I've not tried it yet. Uh, I've had friends that have. They, they really enjoyed it. My favorite of theirs, which is actually their espresso blend, is the AK-47. Yep. I I've love not tried that one. it yet. But... It's a great, smooth, dark, rich coffee. But Black Rifle, I haven't had one of their coffees I don't like, honestly. 
Well, we'll have to do some meetups on Saturday mornings, do some stuff, start some early morning barbecue and that's we'll, right. We'll bring some coffee over and, and, and do some of that too. This this summer, when the pool opens, we'll we'll do it all overnight cooks. There you go. And we'll have to have some coffee with it. There you go. We can do that. What real quick, what's your go to if you're out and about, want to get coffee, where are you going, what are you getting? Okay, so this is kind of a loaded question because I don't usually just go get a cup of coffee out. Right. I would prefer to just make my own mm-hmm. um, when it comes to just a plain cup of coffee. So usually when I'm out and about, I don't even call it coffee. I call this dessert. <laughs> and that would be probably like a Starbucks caramel frappuccino. Yeah. And like I said, I, I don't even consider it coffee. So... Don't make fun of Go me. Go ahead. Make fun of me all you want. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you, oh, I love coffee. I love frappuccinos. No, dude, that is my dessert. Yeah. That is my dessert. Yeah, I'm the, you know, on my way to my work, there's a Dunkin' Donuts. Like, literally pass it every morning. And so if I do go out for coffee, it's usually Dunkin' because, one, I'm not one that, I don't want to spend a ton of money on a cup of coffee. I can go there and get myself a medium coffee for like $2. And I'm like, yes, I can do that. So for me, I would generally say Dunkin' is probably my most go-to. But yeah, I've been known to uh, dabble in some of the dessert coffees a little bit too. White chocolate mocha at Starbucks is delicious. All right? <laughs> there you go. The white chocolate mocha. Now, let me ask you this question. Super I, manly thing. <laughs> I had a friend one time say, um, he, well, one, he doesn't like coffee. And he said, if you have to put something into something to make it good, it's not good. Or you don't like it. False. So you think like if someone's like, I like coffee, but I have to put stuff in it to enjoy it. Do they like coffee? I like chicken, but I put seasoning on it to make it better. Yeah, there you go. I like steak, but I like a little bit of AP, salt, pepper, garlic, and make it better. Well, let me ask you this, though. Can you eat a steak without any seasonings? Yes, I can. Now, what about the people who can't drink coffee without anything in it? If they can't, if they don't have sugar, milk, or some kind of creamer, caramel, and do they like coffee? I don't know. You don't have to. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the argument's won there. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, I would say, yeah, you like coffee. I mean, there's that definitely coffee. T- now, the people who say. I don't like it because it tastes like coffee. They don't like coffee. Like, because I have had people who like will get like this like crazy looking drink. And I'm like, hey, have you tried this one? Oh, that one tastes too much like coffee. I'm like, okay, then you don't like coffee. You just like milkshakes. And <laughs> I, I just thought of a story with, with coffee. This was right before, this is when I'm still drinking. You know, I'm, I think I'm a coffee drinker. I'm not. You know, this is my work in. Uh, masonry concrete you know coffee every day cream sugar think i'm a coffee drinker i'm not and the reason i know i'm not is because my wife and i i think i don't even think she was my wife at the time i think we were either engaged or something uh clarissa not my wife at the time no my wife now (laughs) clarissa my love she and i we went to columbus and we met some friends and we were in like a bougie 
part of Columbus. You know, yeah. really my scene. Really my scene. <laughs> yes. You can see me there. <laughs> and I forget, maybe the short north, I think, is where it was. I don't even know what that Downtown. is. Downtown. And so we go, and there's this, like, pour-over coffee place. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, would you guys like to get some pour-over coffee? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I like coffee. Yeah. I like Folgers and Maxwell House <laughs> with lots of cream and sugar. <laughs> and so we go in this place, and I'm reading on the wall all of the different coffees, and it is blowing my mind. I'm like, I know Folgers. Yeah. And I know Maxwell House. These that's, are, that's it. These are all different countries they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're talking about different countries. They're talking strawberry and banana. I'm like, what? What is this? So I pick something. I'm like, I like strawberries. I like banana. That's one of my favorite flavors. I'm going to pick strawberry banana coffee. So I like get this and, you know, they're doing it in like the Chemexes or whatever the commercial grade of whatever they're doing. Because this is a big, you know, it's yeah. pretty big coffee shop. Are you saying I'm bougie because I use pour overs? No, pour over is great. Okay. This particular coffee shop was a little bit. Hipster, okay. A little too hipster for my one too redneckish. Many, one too many life. man buns for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, yeah. whatever. I don't care. I I I have no hate against the man bun. I just yeah. I just, I'm just jealous. I can't pull it That's off. That's true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyway, I get this coffee. We all get this coffee, but I take a sip and I just <laughs> immediately. Just spray this out. I'm like, this is the crappiest thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> this is awful. This is not coffee. This is horrible. So I don't even know what I paid. It was probably like eight, nine bucks. Like I said, we're downtown Columbus in this bougie place. And I just throw away this whole cup. So the one of the couples that the couple that we're with, uh, the lady, she got a, an espresso. Espresso. Okay. And she goes and like goes to take a sip and she can't even do it. And so I'm like, well, I mean, I already tasted the crappiest coffee I've ever had before. This can't be any worse. So I tasted it and I could not. I could not. It was the worst tasting thing ever. I don't know. I would kind of like to go back now and see if you like if it. it's changed. But that's that's oh man. That was a good coffee story. <laughs> That was that was a good that was a good night. It was funny. We were all dying laughing just because I you know I like sprayed this, and I, here I am this redneck in in this bougie coffee place, and all the people that were working there they were probably making fun of me because I'm sure they all saw my reaction. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't hiding it. Like <laughs> everyone could see. They're like, oh yep, this guy doesn't belong here. <laughs> Our kind of coffee is this. I remember. I mean. One thing I miss about where I live, there's no Waffle House around here. There's no IHOP, but we used to go 36, to... 3637. There's a Waffle House? Yes. How how close is that? Sunbury. Okay. But we used to go to Waffle House all the time. That coffee right there is our kind of coffee. That black coffee they come pour in at 11 o'clock at night and you're sitting there with your friends drinking that coffee, mm-hmm. that's some good coffee right there. Yeah, that's, that's more like my scene. <laughs> that's where I fit in the most. Yes. So, but, all right, one more coffee story, and then I'll be, I'll be done. I promise. Coffee story. So, we like 
we like Starbucks, but my wife really liked Starbucks when we first started dating. Mm -hmm. And once again, I'm Folgers Maxwell House. That's all I know. Mm -hmm. And so we're going, and I get in these silly moods sometimes, and we go through the drive-thru, and we go to order. And I'm like, I just want something that tastes like coffee. I don't know. What what do you get? Can you I didn't even know like I thought you could only buy specialty drinks at Starbucks. I didn't know. <laughs> There's a secret language there. Yeah. So wisely funny you say that. We'll get to that. <laughs> so I ordered like a macchiato latte or something. But when she asked me like what would you like to drink? I get this silly thing going and I just flip a switch and I turn into this. Hi there, I think I'll take uh, one of them extra grande, mucho grande lattes for, for the missus, and then I'll have one of them cafe macchiatas, or macchiata cafes, yeah. and you know, they, I can tell, you know, they're like laughing, I was like, I just like Folgers, yeah. you, you think, will that be good? And she's like, yeah, I think you'll like it. I'm like, okay, whatever. All right, thank you. I pull up, get to the window, and she opens the door. So I, like, keep it going. I'm like, are you sure I'm going to like that? I usually drink Folgers or Maxwell House. Yeah. Uh, could you tell me what it is? And she starts talking, and she's speaking, like, a different language. She's, like, saying, you get this drip in the pour, and, <laughs> and it pulls the taste from the blah, 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 blah. And I just looked at her and I said, honey, you're speaking a whole different language to me right now. I'll just drink whatever you got. And I mean, you could see them. They shut the door and they're just dying oh, laughing man. in there. My, my wife or fiance, whatever she was. At the Clarissa. Time, Clarissa. She's my wife now. Um, she's, you know, puts her head down. She's like dying laughing. She, I'm embarrassing her, but she thinks I'm hilarious at the same time. She still thinks I'm hilarious. I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> and, and anyway, I mean, that was just, I love going through drive-thrus and, you know, being silly. I do that all the time. Fun. Well, the thing is, is, Sam never understands. And I think it might be just where I come from and how I grew up and how she grows up that I strike up a conversation with everybody. Like literally, like if I'm standing in line, I'm talking with the person next to me. And like, sometimes I don't want to talk back and that's fine. I get that, those cues and I stop talking. I'm not going to be annoying about it. But I mean, just even recently we went through McDonald's and I remember this lady, she was, how you doing? How? And I just go right back with him. You know, how are you doing? I'm, I'm fantastic. And while I'm up there getting the money and stuff, I'm talking with them. And I, How's your night going tonight? It's cold, you know, and she just thinks it's the weirdest thing that, the lady in the drive-thru, I'll stand there, sit there and talk with her and ask her how her night's going and be goofy and cut up sometimes. And she's like, you're just so strange. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the Appalachian at me or. Oh, it's got to be because my grandma was the same way. My, my, my mamma Bush. Yeah. She would, they were stopped on the interstate. Stopped traffic. There was a wreck or there was construction or something. It was ours. So. My grandmother gets out of the car and starts walking up and down the car. She starts talking to people. <laughs> and she's talking to people in like a car to ahead of them. And my dad's sitting in the car and he's like, he's with my uncle. And he's like, you just wait. 
She's going to come back and she's going to know their names, where they're from, how many kids they have, how many grandkids they have. Yes. And sure enough, my grandma comes back and she knows all of that. That's how my papa was. We always joked that he would sit out somewhere and we'd see him talking. And sure enough, he'd find out some connection with them. Like whether we were related to him somehow or he knew someone in their family or just some kind of weird connection. I'm like, how long did you have to sit there and talk with someone before you realize this crazy connection that you have with somebody, but he would do it. And I get that from him a lot. Cause I'm just, I'm comfortable to talk with anyone. Just to strike up a conversation. And Sam is the complete opposite. So, and that's okay. Different strokes for different folks. Well, Justin, I think it is time for the six, five, six, five segment. And I'm going to let you kind of take the lead on this tonight. Okay, so in the 6-5 segment tonight, we're going to begin to talk <coughs> about the book that we are all reading. Hopefully you guys are joining with us. Andrew, hopefully you're joining with us. <laughs> and we're going to read the book, Play the Man, by Mark Batterson. Just real quick, I'm not going to act like I, I, that, you know, we're not going to lie to our reading audience. I just finished my last class last week for ordination. And there are six-week classes, and they give you like two or three books. So I have not started reading this, but I just bought it. And now I actually have time to read things that aren't, aren't in a class. So that's why Justin's handling this, but I am going to engage in conversation with him. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good, easy read. This book, Mark Batterson, is a great author. This book is going to be something that I think everyone who does participate in reads along with us will enjoy and i think we can all get something out of it so the first chapter in the book play the man they talk about what are the seven i believe it's seven virtues of manhood mm -hmm. and in the first chapter they talk about tough love and not just tough love in the sense that you might think about of you know kind of being rough on someone or Giving being spankings hard on them. to your yeah. child's yeah. tough love or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, you know, stern sometimes, teaching those hard lessons. You know, that's part of it. Um, but, you know, some of it's about being tough yourself. Some of it is about loving others even when it is tough. Yeah. And that being tough love as well. Yeah. And so they go through different aspects and one of the first things is, what is, what does it mean to toughen up? What does it mean to toughen up? And it's not about um, blackening an eye, you know, getting into a fight, blackening an eye. The book talks about it. Um, but, you know, think about Jesus. What was tough? It's being nailed to a cross. Mm -hmm for everyone mm -hmm. for the ones that you love you know that's for the what, ones who nailed him to that cross yeah for the to the ones who nailed him and that you know goes into loving people yeah. even when it is tough right as well but so one of the big things they talk about and mark batterson has used this um it's scripture but he's used it in other books as well i know i remember this vividly in his book all in where he talks about take up your cross and being tough as nails. And what does that mean? And, you know, not sticking up for yourself when you get offended, but sacrificing yourself for the sake of others. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? 
And, you know, the other one is, who do we love? There's some great stories in here about loving someone who um, someone actually hated. They hated them. But that person that they hated them, who hate who they hated, showed them so much love mm-hmm. that they couldn't help but love them back. Yeah. Um, and we have to be proactive in that type of love as well. Um, then it goes into, you know, loving so much. Do we love God so much that we are willing to sacrifice ourselves for him? And then talking about anger and that's can be a healthy thing. And if it's through love Mm -hmm. and, you know, if you're angry at the right things at the right time um, for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, that is showing love. Yeah. Um, And another thing is, who are we offending? And this is where kind of the tough love comes into play of you're going to offend someone if you really love them. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, this isn't in this book, but I've heard it on a podcast before. Um, E.T. Eric Thomas. Have you ever heard of Eric Thomas? I haven't. Okay, so if anyone on here has not heard of Eric Thomas... Google Eric Thomas, the guru story and listen to this guru story. And it's, you know, a big motivational story, but he's got a lot of other great content as well. But one thing that they said on his podcast, I don't remember if it was him who said it or one of uh, the guys that was with him, but he said, love without honesty is hypocrisy. Honesty without love is brutality. So, that kind of mindset when you're having those conversations with people and um, offending people. Yeah. You know, not that we want to offend, but we want to get people outside of their comfort zone sometimes if they need that. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's funny. We were talking today. um, I was talking with some other youth pastors today about the difference between grace and truth and like, coming from love and grace meaning like you're extending someone grace and that love and truth is that hard hard fact sometimes that Jesus walked that line so perfectly because we were talking about churches that are like the opposite they could be a very grace-filled church or a very truth church but Jesus was so good at being right there in the middle that like even the lady caught in adultery um, he he was the only one obviously capable and able to throw that stone, right? Mm-hmm. Only one without sin. He was the one. He didn't. He extended grace. Um, but he did not get rid of the... He didn't just not tell truth. Because at the end, he said, go and sin no more. He said, you know, you're forgiven, but don't sin anymore. He, there was always that fine line of that grace and truth. And I think that it's ultimately like when it comes to love is one of the most important things. Is Yes, we want to be graceful with everyone. Um, the Bible says those who don't show mercy won't be given mercy, right? And we should show grace the way that Jesus shows us grace, but also with the truth. Because ultimately to not point something out that someone's doing that's wrong is not loving them. We, we, we mistake it for love, like, hey, just accept everyone for everything they're doing, no matter what it is. That's not truly loving somebody because mm-hmm. you're just letting them destroy their lives or someone else's life without saying, hey, you know what you're doing is not good. Um, and that's where the truth comes in. Yeah, and that's actually a huge thing. I feel like that's something that society 
strays from. They want the love, love, love in the sense of I don't ever want to tell you something that you're doing wrong. Right. And, you know, that that's not showing love. You know, showing love is, you know, having that tough conversation with someone. And, you know, I, in fact, um, not that it's to this kind of extent, but having tough conversations with people in general, um, I know I don't enjoy that. I don't have, I don't enjoy having tough conversations with people. I actually just had a conversation with one of my best friends uh, today, and he's t- telling me about a tough conversation that he's going to, he had to have today, right now, in the now, with his boss. And not it's not that it's a bad thing, you know. It's, it's about opportunity, and, and it's it's a good conversation. But it's an awkward, it's a tough conversation. It's not one that we feel comfortable having. Yeah. But you don't want to postpone those conversations. It's better to go ahead and have those. And he's talking through it, and he did, you know, ultimately have the conversation he needed to have. And you know, you may not like it. It may be uncomfortable, um, but. It's a necessary thing in your growth as a person, as a man, um, or a person, man or woman, whatever that is. Um, but even more so when it's with someone about maybe their actions yeah. or about a situation. You know, those are even more difficult conversations. And, but that's what showing love <clears throat> is really all about. Yeah. Do you really care for this person? Yeah, that you're that you'd be willing to point something out, uh, speak a little truth in their lives, maybe even based on your experience or someone else's experience. Um, but yeah, I feel, and that's the thing with our world today. And one of the biggest issues is everything is so polarizing, polar opposites. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is anymore, you are extreme that way or extreme that way. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, I just think that's one of the biggest issues today is that like there is no room for conversations in the middle at all. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's one of the most frustrating things for me is, you know, I don't ever say anything on social media, especially with anything that has to do with politics. And it's for that reason. Yeah. You know, it's Cause even if you just say a word, your yeah. people immediately just say, you're just, this they just label you there's always something right and something wrong from both sides yep in any any scenario that's ever been probably um i mean not any there's some things that are just plain wrong but i mean we've got to have an open mind but you know one thing too i'd like to point out in the very end of this chapter and i'm a big believer in leadership and what is strong leadership and what does that look like and how do you develop yourself as a leader how do you develop others as leaders um that's something that i'm very passionate about but this line here is is very uh interesting to me and and telling to me it says good leadership takes blood sweat and tears you have to make sacrifices the blood you have to work hard the sweat but you also have to lead with empathy, the tears. Mm-hmm. And you can't fake this dimension of leadership. Yeah. And, you know, that's where I think 
you know, with this tough love um, title, this virtue, that's something that I think we forget about. You know, I think it's interesting that he puts this as the first one because this is probably something that men, most men, many men, have the biggest trouble with, the most trouble with, Yeah, is that tough love. And they maybe take it to too much of a string, of an extreme of, you know, thinking of the being hard on someone. But there's got to be some sort of empathy and love in there mm-hmm. that is caring and you show that in some way, shape, or form to lead people. Yeah. Yeah, if you lead people, obviously you you want to have standards, make sure the standards are met for people. But you also don't want to ask them to do something that you aren't going to do, haven't done, and not willing to do either where that sweat comes in. Mm-hmm. But also to be a personable person with them, um, make a connection with them. Um, if you're not willing to be make that connection, no one's going to listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Andrew, do you want to wrap up this podcast? I think we should go ahead and wrap it up. Let's wrap it, man. So, I appreciate everyone listening. Uh, this has been the 6-5 segment. Uh, next week, we our next podcast, we'll go over at least Chapter 2, uh, maybe Chapter 3, depending on how froggy Andrew's feeling. <laughs> See how much I can read in, a, in two weeks. And... And we'll go from there. We'll just kind of uh, keep sharing things. Maybe we'll post on social media what we plan on reading, what we plan on sharing about. Uh, that way we can kind of yeah. stay together on this and continue to grow. And you know, maybe at the end of this we talk what are the big takeaways that uh, you and I personally are taking away and want to um, take and put into our lives. Yes. Because it's one thing to read. It's one thing to have the head knowledge. It's another thing to take what you read and implement. Yep. And this is something we do this at work. We do book clubs at work, actually. And one of the reasons why we are allowed to do that is because we take the knowledge that we've gained from reading and we input it into our jobs. Yeah. And so that's what we need to do here as well. How you do that with Harry Potter, I don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) not not quite Harry Potter. Yeah, your chicken noodle soup for the teenage soul. I'm not sure what that does for your job. (laughs) Probably books that wouldn't interest a lot of people on here, but Lean Manufacturing, the Toyota Way, the Goal. Yeah, that sounds like good reading for most of our people. Standard work is a verb. That's a current <laughs> book. Well, we are glad that you listened to this. If you've made it this far, thank you. And if you've made it this far, it means that you enjoy this podcast. And if you enjoy it, share it with someone else who might enjoy it. Um, share it with a guy, a buddy of yours, a dad, a, a son. No matter who it is, let them know about the podcast and that they should listen to it all right hey everyone take care follow us on instagram like us on facebook share it out and remember always stay safe